Chapter 9 That night, I dreamed again of the voice under the sea, calling for help. Only this time, it sounded faint, like a radio with the batteries growing weak. I wasn't sure if it was just a regular dream this time, a dream of a memory that might or might not be real. And I dreamed of the dolphin in her tank at the wildlife park, the one they called Monica, although who knew if she had a true name of her own? How long had she been in that tank? How long since she had been free in the open sea? The next day was Friday. There was no school because of some teacher conference, so we had a three-day weekend ahead of us. I called Jake. Hi, Jake. Are we going to the beach today like we planned? We are always very careful about anything we said over the telephone. Phone lines can be tapped. Besides, Tom, Jake's brother, could listen in on an extension and overhear something we didn't want him to hear. Actually, I was thinking the beach will be really crowded today, Jake said, sounding very casual. I was talking to Marco, and he said maybe we should go down to the river instead. It was a good suggestion. We couldn't exactly morph on a beach full of people. I'll be there in two hours, okay? I have some chores to do. I ended up being a little late. They were all waiting for me. It was an area I had been to before with my dad. It's a little park near a bridge, a good place for fishing. About half a mile away, the river empties into the ocean. The river is lined with trees along most of its length. Here and there are homes and private docks, but the spot we'd chosen was hidden from the bridge and from any houses. I guess he, Jake said, smiling at me. Hi, everyone, I said. I spotted a movement in one of the tree branches. Hey up there, Tobias. How's it going? The same old thing. You know how it is. It's a hockey mouse world out there. I laughed, pleased to hear that Tobias was learning to be at peace with the fact that, at least for a while, he was as much a hawk as he was a boy. I'm going to be the timekeeper, watching the deadly two-hour limit, Tobias said. I'm the only bird in the world with his own watch. I looked closer and saw a very small digital timer strapped to one of his legs. Rachel put it on for me, he explained. I'll be over water the whole time, so I figured it was fairly safe. No bird watchers around to see me and wonder, hmm, when did red tails start wearing Timexes? Jake said, I figured we'd hide our clothes, then wade into the river a little way, then start morphing. Sounds good, Rachel said. Cassie, will you go first? Jake asked. I nodded. Sure. For some reason, everyone has decided that I am the best morpher. I think it's mostly silly. We can all morph fine. But the first time we morph a new animal, it's always kind of tense. You never know what it's going to be like. You never know how much the animal's instincts and mind will resist you. And this time, there was a new fear, at least for me. What sort of mind would I find? Would it be just the dolphin instincts? Or would I encounter a true dolphin mind, with thoughts and ideas of its own? I shed my overalls and kicked off my shoes, leaving just the leotard that I thought of as my morphing outfit. See, it's possible to morph some clothing along with you, but only something skin-tight. Anything bulky you try to morph just turns up as rags. And shoes? Forget shoes. We've all tried morphing shoes, and it never works. I stepped into the water. Cold! I reported. The current tugged at my ankles. I waded in a little farther, up to my waist. Then I focused on the dolphin that was now a part of me. 
The first change was my skin. It lightened from brown to pale gray. It was like rubber, tough but springy. That was good. I wanted to hang on to my legs as long as I could. I wanted to change as many other aspects as I could before I had to drop down into the water. I felt the odd crunching sound you get sometimes when bones are stretched or compressed. And right before my eyes, literally, my face bulged out and out and out still farther. Oh, man, that's definitely not attractive, Marco groaned from the shore. Not a good look for you, Cassie. Morphing isn't usually very pretty. In fact, it's the kind of thing that, if you didn't know it was going to be all right, would freak you out. I mean, I've watched while Rachel does her elephant morph, and I can tell you, it is the creepiest, scariest, most disgusting thing you'll ever want to see. Let alone watching people go from human to fish. Truly gross. I didn't have a mirror, but I could guess how gross I looked. I had this huge, long bottlenose sticking out of my otherwise normal face. My skin was gray rubber, and when I felt behind me with my rapidly shriveling hands, I could feel the triangular blade of a dorsal fin rising out of my spine. My arms were gone, replaced by two flat flippers, and I was now standing about ten feet tall, wobbling on my puny, human-sized legs. It was time to let the rest of the morph proceed. I surrendered my human legs. Instantly, I fell face forward into the water. I looked down and saw my tail. I was complete. The water was too shallow, though, and I was barely afloat. I kicked my tail, scraped across the sandy bottom, and finally surged out into deeper water. I waited for the moment when the dolphin brain would surface, full of instincts-driven need and hunger and fear, the way it had always been before. But it wasn't like that. It wasn't like a squirrel or even a horse. This mind was not filled with fear and need. This mind was... I know this sounds strange, but it was like a little kid. I tried to listen to it to understand its needs and wants, to prepare myself for a sudden onslaught of crude, primitive animal demands. Flee! Fight! Eat! But that didn't happen. I felt hunger, yes, but not the screaming, obsessive need that Jake felt when he morphed a lizard— or when Rachel became a shrew. There was no fear. None. And, fortunately, I did not find a true, thinking, conscious mind. I breathed a sigh of relief. Just, again, I know it sounds strange, but I found this feeling, like she wanted to play. Like a little kid who wants to play. I wanted to chase fish, catch them, and eat them, but that would be a game. I wanted to race across the surface of the sea, and that would be a game, too. Cassie? I heard Tobias's thought speech in my head. Are you okay? Was I okay? I asked myself. Yes, Tobias. I'm happy. I feel like... Like I don't know. Like I want you to come and play with me. Play with you? Mm, I don't think so, Cassie. Hawks don't do water. Come on, everyone! I called to the others. Come on! Let's go! Let's swim to the ocean! I want to play!